Gospels to Matthew chapter 2. We'll be in, in Matthew chapter 2. But just want to give you a brief update on, on how the Lord's blessing and how the Lord's moving in Miami Lakes. Uh, so we started August 30th, and, uh, and since that, since that uh, time frame, God's been providing uh, people to the church, and God's uh, providing visitors, and so thankful that visitors have been coming. And what's real exciting is that they, they return. And, uh, and even recently, we just had our first ever Thanksgiving luncheon, and, and that was a success. It was a blessing. My, uh, my wife, the hospitality director, she did a great job. And then also, uh, this upcoming Sunday, we have a gift exchange, so we're, so we're looking forward to that. And then also, if you can, uh, keep us in prayer. We have a group from our sending church uh, coming uh, that week of the barbecue. So uh, I was looking forward to that, but we have a group of six coming, and we're going to blitz the area there in Miami Lakes. And, and, and God's, just, God's just moving in a, in a wonderful way. Like the, I say this with all sincerity. It feels like the book of Acts playing out in front of me. We even have missionaries come, and, and uh, you know, we, we want to, just like this church, we just want to have a heart for missions. You know, we're trying to put that DNA uh, in the church in the beginning. So right now we have about a, a core group of, of about 13. We're averaging 13 on, on Mondays. Uh, excuse me, yeah, Mondays. Yeah, we, we have a Monday, Monday, uh, Monday church Sunday morning. And then Lord willing, we're, you know, just I uh, need some wisdom, what's going on with the, with the COVID, but we, we want to start ESL, English as a second language, like yesterday. But we just need some wisdom on that. But I, I think God's going to bless, uh, really bless with that. But thank you so much for your prayers for us and your support and your love. And that we really feel the, the prayers of the saints and the prayers of, of his churches, and especially this one. So thank you so much. Uh, but we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 2. And before we get into it, I just want to share this with you. Uh, my wife and I, we were raised in, in Miami. And even when I lived in Miami, it was a rare thing that I would go to Broward County. And since I've, I've been so close to the, uh, to the Broward County line, because we live close to Miami Gardens and uh, we're, we're planning a church in Miami Lakes, uh, there's times I find myself uh, going to Broward County a lot, and, and I kind of see it's a little different. It's a little different than, than Dade County, and I've shared this with, with a couple of y'all in the past, but, but I, I feel like there's a little bit of a bias. Uh, when, I, when I lived in Dade County, I really didn't experience it because I never went to Broward, but now that I'm over here in Broward, so, so I think it's theologically sound um, information, but I'm going to mention about the Lion King. Uh, I don't know if you remember the part in the Lion King. Does anyone remember the Lion King? Uh, there's a part where Mufasa, you know, it's Simba's dad, he's sharing with Simba and showing him the, uh, the, the pride land, and one day it's going to be all his. And then Simba, he's, he's asking about this one part, he's like, what about that shadowy part? And Mufasa's like, oh, no, you'll, you should never go there. Uh, so it, it kind of reminds me, I think there's a little bit of a bias like that in Broward County when it comes to, to Dade County, that, that they don't want to go there. Uh, but, but just know, you know, it's in the scripture, y'all must needs go through Miami. Uh, so you just got to get your heart right, you know, but let's, uh, we'll go right into our scriptures. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, we're going to be reading from verses 1 through 11. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And that's really the emphasis of, of this, uh, this Christmas message. Uh, I, I, obviously, it's apropos, but this is the, the centerpiece of the message, the star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem was with him, and, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. 
And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And, and that wasn't really Herod's desire. It was, it was a, tra- a trap. When they, ha- when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it come and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I was even thinking about, thinking about that today. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And in verse 11, it says that when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and mirth. And, and really true worship, when, you, we're, when we're at, at the feet of Jesus, when we're close to Jesus, will cause us to worship him and to give of ourselves, to give of our substance. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I would give you thanks for this portion of scripture. Please uh, illuminate, illuminate us, Lord. Uh, Father, help me, help my disposition, help my countenance, Lord, help my temperament even now, Lord. And Father, I ask that we would, we would have a vibrancy, Lord, as we walk close to you, as we learn about you, Lord. And I just ask that you bless everyone that's come. Thank you for the hearers, Lord. Help us have hearing hearts. And Father, thank you for what you're going to do in our midst this evening, Lord, and just uh, ask that, uh, that we would redeem the time, Lord, and, and even uh, live uh, and, and, br- and shine bright for you, Lord, even, even the, this Christmas season. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let me ask you a question. What, what do you all think? You know, uh, I, love, I love the Christmas season. Uh, even in Miami, I've noticed that people are, are usually a little nicer during the Christmas season, so I'm all for that. But let me ask you this. When you think of, of a Christmas ornament, which one do you usually think of first? The star. The star that's right. The star, you know, it's kind of like the centerpiece of a Christmas tree. And, and it reminds me of, of, of God's handiwork, the stars. And recently, about a couple months ago, I actually I saw a shooting star for the first time, and I thought that was pretty cool. That, that was pretty neat. Uh, it, it, was, it was something that was, uh, was amazing. And it reminds me really of God's creation, of God's handiwork. And sometimes if we, if we just take the time and look, and, and look at God's creation, man, sometimes you, you know, you'll be in awe of what our creator has done. And this star, we really don't know a lot about this star that's mentioned, uh, the one that's mentioned here in verse 2, the star in the east. Uh, we just know that these wise men had, had studied uh, the, the star and studied some things, and, and, and it was interesting to them, and, and they knew that the, the implications of what was going on here in Matthew chapter 2. And I'm not going to spend uh, a lot of time on this point, but it reminds me of God's glory, of God's glory. So there's a song, there's a song I've started really to uh, enjoy lately, and some of the uh, lyrics mentioned here. Uh, I'm not going to sing it, I promise, but some of the, uh, some of the lyrics says, says, Who has held the oceans in his hands? Who has numbered every grain of sand? Kings and nations tremble at his voice. All creation rises to rejoice. Behold our God, seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our king, nothing can compare. Come, let us adore him. And, 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 and really, if, if you have that heart of that, of that song, of those lyrics, just 
just, uh, man, it, it'll cause you to worship God. And, and, and if we see just a glimpse, and, and I'm, I'm seeing here in, in Matthew chapter 2 that this star is a small picture of the, of the glimpse of the glory of God that he slightly reveals to man and he's slightly re- revealing to these wise men. So the first point is God's glory. And because of his glorious person, he is worthy and worthy of our, of our worship. It reminds me of Luke, uh, Lucas. Uh, so I, I just want to uh, preface it with this. Uh, at, our, at the church services, uh, God's been blessing, but God's really been sh- uh, stretching me. And uh, it wasn't my intention in the beginning, because in the beginning I wanted to do English services, but God's been providing Spanish-speaking only visitors, so I've actually been interpreting for myself. So, uh, so I guess, I, I guess I, I'm getting so used to it that even now I'm like battling myself not to say something in Spanish, and I think I even greeted somebody earlier on the way in in Spanish for some reason. Um, so, so just bear with me. So I, I put on here my notes, I put Lucas, because uh, in Spanish, in the Bible, the book of Luke is, is, is Lucas. But in, in, Lucas two, uh, yeah, Lucas. in Luke 2, 9, it says, The glory of the Lord should cause to worship and to fall on our knees. The glory of the Lord should cause us to worship and to fall on our knees. In Luke uh, 2, 9, obviously the, the nativity story. It says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And it reminds me of a man like Daniel, even even the prophet Daniel, that when he got a glimpse of God's glory, it, it caused him to be afraid and to fall on his face. And as the star in the east was in a small sense of God's majesty and glorious presence. And as we, as we worship God, just like how I can imagine that this uh, star of the east was bright, uh, as we worship God, we as Christians, uh, we should shine bright at, as this star. And, but, but let me mention this, that sometimes we aren't, we aren't bright lights uh, for him because we sometimes get bogged down with the weights uh, of this world and uh, that doth so easily beset us. And, and we know in that verse it talks about also the sins that uh, doth so easily beset us. And, and that's pretty, pretty much a given uh, that a sin would beset us. But sometimes just the weights that we carry, the cares of this world, the, uh, the, the tension that sometimes the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the everyday nitty-gritty of, of the grind, so, so we, we need to put those weights to the side for us to be, uh, to be better worshipers of God, to be better Christians, to shine bright. And it reminds me of uh, the hymn, we have, uh, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I've heard the, uh, the, the hymn so many times, uh, but a lot of times I really didn't, didn't really look at the, at the verses. I promise, I, I had the hymn ready. But maybe I, I huff and puff too much and, and, the, and the pages move. So 260. So in 260 on that, on that first line of what a friend we have in Jesus, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer, oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And even, uh, as Brother Kenny was just kind of giving some words of wisdom, take heed to that, that even this Christmas season, if we're not careful, what we're gonna, we, we can forfeit that peace that God wants us to have, and, and we know that Jesus is that prince of, uh, of peace. It reminds me of Philippians 4, uh, six and seven says, be careful uh, for, for nothing, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So it reminds me of God's guidance. So the first point was God's glory. The second one is God's guidance. In verse 9, it says that even the star guided the wise men to, to get to the young child Jesus, the king of the Jews. And in verse 9, it says, When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So it reminds me of, of God's guidance. We need God's, uh, God's guidance more than ever. We live in a day when, when people have become their own moral compass, the arbiters of, of truth. And it reminds me of the book of Judges. I've mentioned this to, to others in the past, that living in Miami, that really every man, it's like every man is doing right, which is, which is right in their own eyes. In Proverbs 21, 2, it says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the heart. And, and that's also, that's even true. I used to think that was only true for the, for the lost. But if the Christian is not careful, it's also talking about, about him or her. And there is a way which seemeth right, unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And I see it more than ever, I see it more than ever, even, even in 2020, that every, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, and everyone is doing what, what they think is right, and they're the arbiters of truth. But I'm thankful that we have a God in heaven who will never forsake us, he'll never leave us, he gives us of himself, he gives a portion of himself to us through his Holy Spirit and his word, he gives us his Holy Spirit so that we, we can be uh, illuminated, he gives us his word, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and he gives us guidance. And in John 16, 13, it says, And the Holy Spirit, which is a spirit of truth, will guide you into all truth. Now, aren't you thankful for his guidance? And even the children of Israel had the cloud by day and the fire by night. And uh, I even just, God brought this to my remembrance uh, today in Exodus 13, 21. It says, And the Lord went before them by day in the pillar of a cloud, to lead them the way, and by night in a, in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. And in verse 22, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So I'm so thankful we have his written word that gives guidance. We have his indwelling presence that, that guides us into all truth. And what I see next is God's gift. I see God's gift to man. And the star led the wise men to God's gift to man, which is obviously Jesus. It's an indescribable gift. It's an unspeakable gift. And when it comes to the English lexicon, there's not enough words to describe this unspeakable gift. And we know that in the scriptures that God is a giver. And we know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And even, even today, God wants you to receive that gift if you don't have it. Because it, it, it's not by default that somebody has a gift, they have to receive it. You know, even, even in a couple days, we're going to have uh, some, some gifts under the tree. And, and it's nice to know that there's a gift under the tree, but it really, does that help you just knowing that there's a gift? It, you know, it might make you feel good, but really when it helps you is when you receive that gift. So we know Ephesians 2 says, for by grace are you saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So this gift, this gift that even we see here in Matthew chapter 2 is available to anyone. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's a promise from God. So we see here that these men 
They actually came to worship. They, they came with that heart to worship, that mindset to worship, and we're looking, they were looking for that child Jesus. And we know that from verse 2 and 11. It says in verse 2, uh, if you'd be gracious enough to take a look here with me, it says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? That, that was the, the question of the wise men. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to, and what, what is, what's the next two uh, words say? Worship him. And if you drop down to verse 11, it says, and when they were come, into the house they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and, uh, and, uh, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So once again, we see that they worship him. Their, their desire to worship God was sincere, unlike Herod. Herod was, was trying to, uh, to put a snare upon them. He was just concerned about you know, his authority, his power. He thought... His authority, his, his uh, kingship was, was in jeopardy. And really the only reason why he wanted to be close to Jesus was because of, of self-interest, self-motives. But we know that the wise men here, that their motives was all about Jesus. And as a Christian, that, that's, that should be our motives, is all about Jesus. And uh, j- just a little, this is not really the point of the message, but I remember about uh, actually February of this year, I was on a plane and I was sitting, to, uh, I was sitting next to a, a lady and she was, she was super nice. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I need to tell her about Jesus. You know, that this is my responsibility. And I wanted to. So there I'm, I'm talking to her, and then she tells me she's, uh, you know, she's a, a Jehovah's Witness. And, you know, I was still nice to her, and I was still pleading with her and showing her from the scriptures about Jesus and about salvation. And, I, and I, I, something like the Lord did for me, he, he brought this passage to my remembrance. And I asked her, I was like, so do, do you worship Jesus? And she says, no. And I, and I started thinking about this passage that these men, these wise men came to worship Jesus, to worship him. And we know that worship is something that's uh, adoration, uh, is only reserved for God. So we know that from the scriptures here, uh, just by some, some uh, you know, deductive reasoning that Jesus is God. He's God the Son, the Son of God. So we, we, we see here the deity of Christ, even from the wise men. So I just want to give you a friendly reminder, a friendly reminder that uh, this, this Christmas, uh, this Christmas really uh, isn't about gifts. You know, Christmas really isn't about gifts. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I love gifts, and, and if you have some gifts that you don't want, you know, I'll, I'll take them, you know, no, no problem. But l- let me ask you this, What's, what is Christmas really about? Who is the reason for the season? Jesus. Jesus. And I think sometimes we... Uh, and I saw your hand uh, back there, um, but I, I think sometimes we, we complicate things and uh, we, we make much of other things that, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, like I said, I'm not against gifts. Gifts aren't evil. The Bible, the Bible says it's better to give than to receive, uh, but sometimes if we put our, if we, if we forget what, what is the main thing, which is Jesus, you know, keep the main thing the main thing, and even a couple days before Christmas, if you haven't kept the main thing the main thing, and I know I've been guilty of it as well, uh, this is our opportunity to, to recalibrate our hearts. So we see here that these wise men, uh, they traveled far and they endured danger. They even endured danger uh, for this gift. So we know the first point is God's glory. The second is God's guidance that he, he provides. And I'm so thankful for God's guidance. And also we see here God's gift that the, that the point of this star in the east was to take him to this gift. And, and, and really that, that's Anything that, like, just like the Word of God, I'm so thankful that we have the Word of God 
that guides us closer to Jesus, for us to sit at the feet of Jesus. And, and that's actually just a little teaser of what's uh, uh, about the message next week on Wednesday, is sitting at the feet of Jesus, that the, the, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit is, is what draws us closer to Jesus, helps us to worship Him better, and He desires uh, true worshipers to worship Him in truth and in spirit. And just like this, uh, this star, this star's desire, uh, or, or the, uh, one of the points, uh, the intention of, of the star of the east was to get the wise men to Jesus. So, so let me ask you this. We, we, we see that these wise men, or we can kind of deductive reasoning that these wise men, they traveled far, they traveled far and, and they endured danger for this gift, uh, and, and it's God's gift. But let me ask you this this evening, and it's, a, and it's a question for me as well. What are you willing to endure for this gift? We know that it says that there's wise men, and usually we think that there's three wise men that, that were there to give the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because it was three gifts. But, but I, I like to speculate that it was probably like an entourage, uh, that it was a bigger group, because in those days, especially traveling, uh, from, from far, that it would be wise to, to, you know, these guys were the wise men, uh, it'd be wise to travel in a bigger group, and, and it was probably treacherous, and it was probably difficult to get from, from point A to point B, you know, they, they didn't have, uh, you know, Hondas, they didn't have, you know, Mitsubishis, uh, maybe they had caravans, but, uh, but, you know, but the point is, they didn't have uh, reliable transportation, so, so, man, they, they endured for, to, fo- to follow a star, to get them to the, to the child Jesus. So let me ask you this. What, what are you willing to endure for Jesus? What, what are you uh, willing to endure just to get to a place to, that you can worship him and to, and to give of your talents, to give of your gifts? And, and I'm so thankful for the church. I'm so thankful that God has given us a place, even, even on Wednesday, that we can come and, and sing praises unto him and, and adore him. And we even sang that earlier, Oh, come, let us adore him. Because it's all about Jesus. In 1904, uh, in 1904, there was a, maybe some of y'all have heard of, of William Borden, and uh, I, I thought uh, I thought William Borden was actually um, he was heir of the Borden uh, Dairy uh, Company, but it, it's a different Borden family. Uh, they got their wealth from from uh, silver mining, but in 1904, William Borden has any, has anyone heard of that missionary? Yeah, William Borden. Uh, that, the story of William Borden, uh, Borden I, I heard it maybe about, early, I think earlier this year or last year, and it really touched my heart, and I just want to share this with you. So William Borden, uh, as a young man, was a, was a saved young man, but when he was 16 years old, when his gifts were graduating, uh, I believe, in, I think he was in, in the Chicago area. Actually, no, he graduated from a school in Pennsylvania. But when he was in that area, uh, one of his gifts for graduating was to see a world tour, to get, to get a tour of the world. And when he was on this uh, tour, uh, he was really uh, burdened. You know, he was disturbed on the things that he was seeing, that there were so many people that, that needed Christ. And when he got back, he, uh, he actually surrendered to the call to missions, and he started training. I think he, he went to Yale, and he went to some other schools, and, and he was making a difference uh, for the Lord. He, he, made a, he made a huge difference for the Lord. But one of his desires was to go to reach, uh, to reach uh, the, the, Asia, the Asian region. And on his way to Asia, he actually made a stop in, in Egypt, and I, think, I don't know if it was Cairo, but uh, in that region to learn the language. He wanted to, to reach, uh, uh, he wanted to learn uh, Arabic to, to reach the Muslims there in China. And when he was there, he, uh, I think he contracted uh, spinal meningitis, and he died, and he, he passed away. 
And, and it is a sad story, but because of his death, there were so many, there were so many missionaries. There were so many uh, missionaries that went to China to, uh, to, to make a difference for the Lord. So, so I, I, guess, I guess the point of that story, because uh, it, it is a little sad, is even he, 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 saw, he saw the gift. He wanted more people to have this gift that, that he had. He was beneficiary of that gift. And, and some of the things that were, are said about him that he wrote in a book is that he had no, no reserves, that he didn't hold anything back. He had no retreats. You know, he never, he never uh, backed away. Uh, and also that he had no regrets. Uh, even though he was about to die, uh, it, it reminds me of a seed. You know, a seed has to die before it gives life. And, and, that's, and that's one of my motivations being in Miami. I, I don't want to die. I'm, I'm allergic to pain. But, but, but Jesus is worthy because he is the gift. He is the unspeakable gift. So his goal was for others to, to have this gift. And, uh, you know, this message isn't a revival message or, or, or a missions message. But we see that these wise men in, in Matthew chapter 2, that they were on a mission. They were on a mission to get their, to their destination, to come to the young child Jesus, the king of the Jews, and to worship him and, and to give of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That, that, was, that was their goal. And our goal as Christians is to, is to be like that, like that star, to lead people to Christ, to, to get them closer to Christ. And we know ultimately only the Holy Spirit can change the heart. But it reminds me of Matthew 5, 16. It says, let your light so shine before men. It doesn't say let your light shine before men. It says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And why? To glorify your Father which is in heaven. And that's the point. The point of our lives is to glorify God. So we remember the first point is God's glory. The second one is God's guidance. And, it's, and the last one is God's gift. So let me ask you this. Well, what are you going to do, do with this gift? Um, you know, I don't know your hearts, but, but God knows your heart. God knows if you've received that gift or, or by default you've rejected the gift. I, I've shared my testimony with, with some of y'all about a couple months ago. But I remember when I was a teenager and I was going through, the, uh, through depression, I was going through, uh, I had suicidal thoughts and, and my dad's schizophrenic, so I thought the same thing w- was happening to me. And the only thing, the only thing that helped me was when I saw the, the gift. And I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I received the gift of salvation and God changed me from the inside out and I was born again. But, uh, but I'm thankful I received that gift but, but let's pretend I didn't, I didn't receive the gift that day. So by default, if you don't receive something, you're, you're kind of rejecting it. So, so let's pretend I, I would have, you know, lifted myself up from my bootstraps and let's say my life would have got better and, you know, would have got, gotten out of depression and would have had a wonderful life. But then when I die, if I don't have that gift, the, the hope of glory inside of me, which makes me as, as, as white as snow, cleanses me from all unrighteousness, then God can see Lewis who hasn't received that gift and that I've, re- I've rejected the gift. So just know this, that God's not going to force his gift on anyone. Because think about it, when you receive a gift, you, you have to be willing, you have to be a participant, you have your own volition. God doesn't just kind of like, you know, just put that gift and, and you know, like you, you have to receive it willingly. So I encourage you if, you, if you haven't received that gift, that we can show you from the scriptures on how you can be 100% sure if you're going to heaven or not. And the thing is, you know, going to heaven is a wonderful thing, and I praise the Lord, I'm, I'm going to heaven because of his grace and because of his gift. But really what, what's, uh, what's exciting is when God can get that gift inside of you, which is, the, which is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. 
So my encouragement to you this evening, and, and I hope I, I've been a, a blessing to you this evening, is that let's shine bright for Jesus. We need to shine bright uh, for Jesus, just like that star that was leading the wise men to the east. So don't forget about God's glory. Don't forget about God's guidance and, and, God's, uh, and God's gift. Amen. So I, I'm thankful. I, I, don't, I don't have to look for a star in the east. You know, a lot of times I don't even know like where, where the east is uh, or anything like that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know where, where, like I said, where east is most of the time. But I, I'm, so, I'm so thankful I have the word of truth and I have the, the spirit of truth that, that guides me. Uh, closer and closer to Jesus, and that I'm able to worship Him. And so, so we still have a couple days uh, till Christmas uh, is upon us, and uh, and it seems like it's it's happened so quickly. You know, this Christmas season, uh, I feel I feel like I really haven't haven't enjoyed it, and it's because I've just to be transparent with you. I think I've I've kept myself so busy on the uh, on the work uh, for God that I, I've forgotten the God of the work. You know, this this gift. Remember, it's about God's glory, God's guidance, and God's gift. So the Bible says, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So I invite you, uh, so here in a moment, we're not going to do a, a, a standard uh, invitation or anything like that, but, but I, I am going to give opportunity uh, for there in your seats and even on, on way of, uh, from internet. I invite you there in your seats just to have a moment of worship. Because we see here that even these wise men, they, they went through uh, far distances just to, to get close to Jesus and to worship him. And because of the Holy Spirit that abides in us, we can even worship there uh, where you're sitting at. So here in a moment, not even with any music playing or anything like that, uh, I encourage you there just to have a, it's a call to worship. I encourage you just there in your seats to remember that, to be still and to know that I am God. Talking about uh, Jehovah. Be still and, and know that I am God. And I encourage you just there, just, just thank God for who he is and for loving you and for dying for you and giving you, giving you of this unspeakable, unspeakable gift. I know sometimes I, uh, it's good to, to go to God and, and request and petitions, but I encourage you just even in this moment with no piano playing, that yeah, we just, just have a time of worship. And like I said, even this Christmas, he's looking for true worshipers to worship him in truth and in spirit. Amen.